we started out the right way, you know, the hard way. Nobody should be offered limos and private jets when they're first starting out, which a lot of them are offered these things now, the newcomers. Learn how hard it is to get to where you have to get in a truck. Get there and then tear the house down singing. Because that's what we did. And I would do it all again. Hi friends, I'm Allison Russell. I'm a Grammy-nominated singer, songwriter, poet, and activist. All month, I'll be your guest host for Womanica as we explore the contributions of Black women in music. Today's musician had a long career pushing boundaries in soul and gospel music. In fact, she's known as the godmother of soul. Please welcome Patti LaBelle. Patti LaBelle was born Patricia Holt on May 24, 1944, in Southwest Philadelphia. Bertha and Henry Holt raised their five children in a working-class Black neighborhood, and Patti, or Patsy as they called her, was the second youngest. In her later memoir, Don't Block the Blessings, Patti recalled a loving childhood. She described her house as the hangout, with people from the neighborhood always coming and going, the living room packed with people laughing and talking. Patty would watch the action from the top of the stairs. All that changed when Patty's parents' arguments turned to brutal fights and her father got abusive. The divorce was hard for her. She was just a kid and she adored her father. Then her mother's new boyfriend sexually abused Patty a secret she kept from her family at the time. Patty wrote that it was then that music gave me something to believe when I thought I'd lost my faith. Patty began to sing and soon joined the choir at her local Baptist church. After she performed her first solo, the crowd was blown away. She later told the New York Times, that's when I first realized I had talent. In 1960, Patty joined a group of singers that a couple of years later became known as the Bluebells. Patty, the lead singer, became Patty LaBelle. The Bluebells frequently performed at hubs of Black music. They earned national recognition playing at the Apollo Theater in Harlem, New York City, mostly singing covers as they tried to push their way into a male-dominated scene. But these early years only brought the Bluebells modest success. In 1971, under new management, they changed their name to LaBelle and shifted to a more glam rock sound to fit the times. During these years, Patty married and started a family, but she remained focused on her music. LaBelle got attention with their 1974 record, Nightbirds. The first single off the album, Lady Marmalade, blew up. It was their first number one hit in 12 years, and the song was later inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. The group now had influence. Cultural anthropologist Maureen Mann later wrote in her book, Black Diamond Queens, that their rebellious performance stances, frank engagement with sexuality, and adventurous high-energy music positioned the group to take place on the rock stage. The success and following tour caused tension in the group over musical direction. LaBelle split in 1976, and Patty began her solo career. She started strong with her critically acclaimed and self-titled debut album. 
Patty has released 23 albums since then and sold more than 50 million records worldwide. Her career has also been marked by great successes in acting, dancing, and writing. Today, Patti LaBelle is in her 70s and lives in Philadelphia. Her mastery of many genres, including gospel, soul, and rock, makes her a lasting influence in our musical landscape. And if you haven't heard it yet, check out Patti LaBelle and Gladys Knight's Verses. Here's to you, Gladys. Here's to you, Patty. All month long, we're highlighting Black musicians. Womanica is a Wonder Media Network production. Special thanks to co-creators Jenny and Liz Kaplan, who invited me to guest host this month. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>